0: My name is Kate the Socialite, and you're listening to episode 196 of The Kate Show. Today, I am not going to blast your ears with more marketing rants. I'm actually going to shift focus to a much more personal topic, my upcoming maternity leave. With our second baby due in June of this year, 2022, I'm faced yet again with planning for a three-month leave. Because a lot of you listening are moms or soon-to-be mothers or you hope to be, you might be wondering how and if it's actually possible to take 12 weeks off when you have your baby while also running your own business. The short answer is yes, it's very possible. I know because I've done it and I'm about to do it again in June. The long answer is, well, that's why I'm making this episode. So today on the show, I'm sharing exactly how I plan for maternity leave without reducing revenue or shortchanging our clients in the socialite agency. In fact, if you are currently a client or a member with us or you're hoping to be, you're going to feel very reassured after listening to this episode because even though I will be prioritizing my time this summer a little bit differently... You will remain a high priority to my agency. We can still onboard you. We can still serve you well. And I couldn't do this without my team and a whole lot of really good automation. Before we dive into it, I would like to thank today's sponsor, HoneyBook. If you are looking for a streamlined, automated client process, yay for automation, right? To uplevel your business, look no further than HoneyBook. I use HoneyBook. I think it's great. I know a lot of people who use HoneyBook. I know a lot of my listeners have started using HoneyBook. And if you use the code SOCIALITE, you can get 50% off your first year. So you can go to honeybook.com and use the code SOCIALITE whenever you're ready to really up-level your client process. Now, this episode is also brought to you by Careof. Now, I want to add a disclaimer here. Careof is not a sponsor, but they did give me a link that I can share and by doing so you guys are able to purchase Care of or you can just go to careof.com which is totally fine but I use Care of prenatal vitamins because they have an anti-nausea design and they contain vitamins and minerals from real plant sources so even if you aren't pregnant you can use Care of's handy quiz to find the gaps in your nutrition and fill them the right way Care of is a monthly subscription that you can start or end anytime there's no contract and I absolutely love that their products are incredibly affordable while remaining high quality. To take their quiz and discover how you can take better care of your body, go to careof.com. Now I do have a special link for you guys if you want to use it in the show notes of this episode, you would just need to head over to katesocialite.com, click on the podcast and then you can get my link there. Otherwise, I just highly recommend going to care of and taking care of your body because we all need it, especially as women, because we will take care of everyone else first and ourselves last. And then when we fall apart, we're like, what the heck? And our body's like, girl, I tried to tell you. (laughs) So seriously, right? This is a story of all of us. But I digress. Let's get into how I'm preparing my business for a three month paid maternity leave as a mom of two. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas, and I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. I am over halfway done with this pregnancy already, and I can hardly believe it. Maybe it has something to do with chasing a crazy two-year-old around or prepping the house for another little person, running the agency, and, you know, life. Everything has become kind of a blur, and if I'm not intentionable, intentionable, wow, I can't speak. This is what pregnancy does to me. I can't remember things and I can't speak, so you guys will just have to bear with me. (laughs) Anyway, what I'm trying to say is, if I'm not intentional about planning my maternity leave, I will not get to take one. So this is something for all of us female entrepreneurs to keep in mind. Maternity leave is a planned event, not a happy accident. Now I've compiled a list of common questions around taking maternity leave while self-employed and I hope they cover most of what you guys want to know. And if I've missed something, just DM me because I don't have all the answers. I don't do this whole newborn phase slash entrepreneur phase perfectly, but heck if I don't try, right? We all try. Now remember, there is no wrong way to take a maternity leave unless you, A, didn't plan for it, or B, aren't following a plan that is customized to your business model and your family's needs. Alright, so enough chatter. If you are listening to this episode, you probably have babies on the brain and not a lot of time, or if you're like me, you have some time, but you quickly run out of energy because hashtag pregnant. I mean, have you fallen asleep while sitting on your toddler's bed in the middle of the day? Or is that just me? Just me? Okay. (laughs) Okay, so the first question I want to answer is, how soon should I start planning my own maternity leave as a self-employed entrepreneur? So I start planning my maternity leave during the first trimester by, first of all, setting the dates of the leave. My leave starts about two weeks before my due date, and it ends roughly two and a half to three months after the baby is born. During the first trimester, I make a list of tasks that will need to be outsourced to my team and or any new freelancers I might need to bring on during that time. During that time, I'm also mapping out my increased content production schedule, which would then take effect in the second trimester. Now, the second trimester is where it gets real. In the second trimester, I follow my content plan religiously. This is the most intensive part of getting ready for maternity leave, And I have found myself working my butt off until both that and my brain are aching. (laughs) Seriously, a lot of time sitting at a desk. Making plans is the easy part. Implementation is a bit more difficult, but it's completely necessary. And I will get more into what exactly am I doing in the second trimester that really sets my business up for success and lets me take time off. I'll get to that. Don't worry. While in the third trimester I take care of loose ends. This means finishing up any content production that remains to be done, setting up any final automations. I double check that no one can book calls with me for four weeks after my estimated due date and I also make sure the week before my due date is completely empty. Like I might still be working but I'm not going to have presentations or calls or appointments of any kind besides obviously meeting with my home birth midwife because that's really all I can focus on. I know I'm going to feel too uncomfortable to focus on work and babies have a way of coming when you don't expect them to. And if you've had babies earlier than planned before, you know what I mean here. My first baby was actually overdue by a full week, but I know this one is coming a week or two early. And I'm not sure how I know that, but I'm just going to listen to that intuition because it's that same intuition that told me, hey, this second baby is a boy. And we found out through a blood test that was correct. So listen to the gut instinct. We're given that for a reason. I'm listening to it. We'll see in June if I am correct. Number two, how long should maternity leave realistically last? Well, as you know, I take three full months off. I did that with my first baby. It was the perfect amount of time. I was then able to ease back into a new normal work schedule, which by the way, that work schedule has never looked the way it did in my pre-baby days. And I was still excited to be back in the swing of things because I do love working. Number three, what business activities can I still do during maternity leave? Like, what's allowed? (laughs) Well, nothing is off the table here. While I don't do any work during the first month postpartum, I can't help dabbling almost daily after that. Even if I'm sleep deprived, which was the case with my first kid until she turned two by the way, and she still doesn't even sleep through the night. It's crazy. I love working. Even when I'm tired, it's just what I do. It's my hobby, it's my passion, it's my livelihood. Um, Not everyone can understand that, but I'm speaking to entrepreneurs. I know you guys get it. Here are a few of the work activities I still did between nursing and naps, and also plan to do again during maternity leave. I will check and respond to emails, respond to social media comments and DMs, delegate certain tasks and, and messages that come in to my team members just to make sure our upcoming and our current clients are being well served. I will check the progress of my team members' tasks and client deadlines. I will handle the occasional client call that cannot be addressed by my team. And regarding phone calls, I've actually decided to allow potential and upcoming clients to book phone calls with me around week five or six. I did this with my first child as well, but I remember even doing a podcast interview with my six-week-old strapped to my chest. (laughs) She was squeaking a few times. I'm pretty sure I had the milk sweats. She had a blowout diaper during the conversation, but it worked. I don't necessarily recommend doing this because anything that's recorded is out there forever and videos would also be very hard to produce during this time, but just do what you feel comfortable with and also feel comfortable saying, no, I can't do this interview or I can't do this thing now, but I can do it in a month from now. And I certainly don't recommend, um... Pushing yourself too hard during this time because the first six weeks are intense, even if it's not your first one. I mean, I'm just anticipating things to be intense. I don't know. (laughs) I've only done this one other time, guys. I'm not a newbie, but I'm not a pro. And this is also, you know, my last baby, so I'm never going to reach pro level, whatever that is. Maybe by baby four, I'd be a pro. I don't know. (laughs) So, number four, what business activities should I do ahead of time? to prep for maternity leave. During the second trimester, which is where I'm at right now, I am heavy into content production. Because my podcast has been going strong for four years, holy cow, right? I have a large backlog of content, and I'm actually going to be switching my podcast from weekly episodes to bi-weekly, so twice a month instead of four times a month. And Creating two episodes per month instead of four greatly decreases my workload. It makes it easier for me to schedule things in advance. And then when I get back from maternity leave, I'm probably going to go back to weekly episodes. Um, We will see. That's the the benefit of having done this for so long. I have a lot of content you guys can listen to even if I'm not giving you fresh content every single week. Every other week is still going to keep y'all happy and um, educated and all the things. Today's episode of The Kate Show is brought to you in part by the Window Coverings Association of America. If you're an interior designer, a window treatment specialist, or an installer looking for business growth, listen up. With an annual membership to the WCAA, you'll receive trade discounts, ongoing education, and an exclusive listing in their homeowner-facing directory of professionals. Which, by the way, guys, makes it a lot easier for people to find you. Whether you've been working in the home industry forever, or you're fresh out of design school, the WCAA can help you take your business to the next level, whether you're just trying to scale up, or you're just getting started. Go to wcaa.org for more details. Now, I also schedule social media content in advance, leaving room for the baby announcement post, yay, and other baby updates throughout those three months. I post only three times per week, and I'm very intentional with each post. Mondays are for the podcast, Wednesdays are for marketing tips, and Fridays are for personal updates. This makes it easy for me to plan Mondays and Wednesdays months in advance while leaving Fridays open for real-time posting. I highly recommend this schedule because it's easy to stay current on social without feeling like you've fallen off the radar, without feeling like you have to spend every day on Instagram or something. Now, if you have social media... A blog or a podcast for your business, you need to prepare that content in advance. There is no way in heck you're going to be able to do this while you're taking care of a newborn. Plan your content a little bit past the end of your maternity leave so that you can ease back into work without having to go from zero to sixty miles per hour on your first day back in the office because nobody likes that. That's just that'll stress you out. The best way to prepare is to reduce your content schedule to weekly or biweekly. You have never needed to post daily on social media. You have never needed to send four newsletters per month. You have never needed to blog every week. So here's what I recommend for you guys, because I know that even though we're both creative entrepreneurs, you guys are in the home industry, I'm in the marketing industry, so it looks a little bit different. But for you guys, I'd recommend schedule out one, two, or three social media posts per week for your maternity leave. Honestly, one would be sufficient. Schedule one email newsletter for your maternity leave, like one per month, and then you could do two blog posts per month to keep your SEO high, or you could drop it to one blog post per month, okay? You actually could. Don't stop creating content, just scale it back so that you can do extra and get ahead. Some is better than none, and it will probably result in your content becoming more meaningful because less is more. Lots of cliches, but it's all true. Number five, how do you serve clients and how do you get new clients while on maternity leave? I know that a lot of women are concerned Like, if I take paternity leave, which I know I need, my baby needs, we all need it, I will come back to a business that is stagnant or that is dying. Um, that does not have to be the case. So like I said before, around four to six weeks postpartum, I let people start booking calls with me, whether they think they want to become a client or they're already a client. And I will take a limited number of calls on one or two set days of the week. And I try to plan that around nap time with no more than two calls in a row because if the baby wakes up early or if I'm exhausted, I need to be taking care of myself and my clients and my baby at the same time. So you just have to set boundaries. And because I'm still responding to emails and DMs, honestly, with my first maternity leave... Almost no one even knew I was on maternity leave. I didn't announce it. I didn't set an email responder for it. It just wasn't necessary then, and it's not going to be necessary this time either. I was able to continue getting new clients during my first maternity leave because I had a sales funnel in place. Y'all knew I was going to talk about a sales funnel, didn't you? I just find a way to work it in. I had a lead magnet that directly correlated with my ideal client and with what I wanted to sell, and I had a three-part email sequence to nurture those leads. By the way, not everyone needs a three-part email sequence if you are sending out a regular and consistent monthly newsletter that actually works extremely well as your sales funnel. And I also made it really easy for people to book a call with me or to actually purchase the service or product in question. My business revenue was higher that year, the year I took three months off, than it had ever been prior. And it's crazy because my team wasn't even nearly as set up as it is now. So I'm telling you all of this to say, sales funnels work if you have it set up correctly you don't have to babysit it you can just go take care of your baby number six what extra support or help will i need so i can take maternity leave as an entrepreneur well i am not qualified to answer this question i'm terrible at asking for help in fact i worked every day while taking care of my daughter until my daughter was 18 months old And at that point, she had gotten too busy for me to answer emails when she was awake, much less get actual work done, because she never slept, day or night. And I had to enroll her in daycare three days a week, and that helped a lot. She started napping. She was able to burn more energy. I was able to get about 24 hours of work done each week uninterrupted. Even now, I still work about 24 to 30 hours a week, because being a mom will always, always be my bigger priority. And I had to fight the guilt that attacked me the first day I dropped my daughter off at daycare, but she loved it and I needed the help. And if my second baby is also a people person, he's going to start daycare around age one. I like to keep them home with me for the first year because I'm breastfeeding. And also, so much happens in the first year, I just don't want to miss anything. Um, Even if it means trying to get work done around a baby's schedule is super duper tricky. So it is hard. I'm I'm not going to sit here and say, oh... Well, this is so easy guys just plan your content ahead and then like when you're back from maternity leave it's all going to be unicorns and rainbows and roses and whatever else you like no (laughs) that's not realistic Um, but you can set yourself up for success and ask for help let people help you because a lot of people are probably going to offer to help you and this is something that i'm like preaching to myself right now because with my second baby i'm going to let my husband help me a lot more Poor guy. He tried to help me in the first go-round, but I thought I could do it all. And I ended up with severe burnout. It wasn't worth it. And also I had postpartum anxiety. I think I've talked about that a little bit on social media, but it absolutely paralyzed me with fear that if anyone but me took care of the baby, she would not be okay. And even with me taking care of her, it was if he likes <laughs> me, would she be okay? I don't know, because I don't really know what I'm doing. And that type of fear was awful it was irrational and i know now that it's it's it is avoidable and i'm going to be getting my hormones checked and rebalanced as soon as it's safe to do so after having this second baby because that has proven to be the best way to prevent or improve conditions like postpartum anxiety or postpartum depression as all the studies have shown Ugh, the body is complicated so i guess what i'm saying is let people help you but also take care of yourself get your hormones tested don't let yourself become Feeling like a a crazy person, there is a way to fix it. Sometimes you do just need a break, but other times your body actually is screaming for help. And aside from having a good spouse or a good friend or your mom helping you or something, you're gonna wanna do other things too. You're gonna want a massage therapist, a chiropractor. Chiropractors are amazing. Maybe even a cranial sacral practitioner for you and your baby. I'm not a doctor. I'm not saying you have to do these things. I'm just saying these are things I've done. They've worked extremely well for everybody, that, meaning me and my baby <laughs> and my husband. So even though I had an uneventful, smooth home birth the first time around, I still needed to take extra care of my body afterward, and I waited too long to do that. And I suffered, and my family suffered. It wasn't worth it. The bottom line is this. Focus on supporting yourself as a woman. If you are well cared for, you will be a better business owner, mother, wife, whatever other titles you have, all the things. Number seven, how can I come back from maternity leave without being slammed with work? Well, maternity leave doesn't have to feel like you just came back from a week-long vacation where you didn't really plan for it and you didn't check your email and you're being slammed with messages and you're being burdened with 15 other people's emergencies. Don't you love it when other people's emergencies become your emergencies in business that I freaking think is ridiculous? Because you planned for this time away, your maternity leave, and you likely dabbled in work throughout, you can ease back into a new normal work schedule. But Note that I said new normal. It would be unrealistic to think you could return from your leave and dive into a 50-hour work week. You and your baby still need each other, and mom brain is a little worse than pregnancy brain, I'm sorry to tell you. And easing into your new work schedule slowly will give your brain and your body time to respond. Your baby will have time to adjust. Hopefully they won't need to adjust very much. And it's going to give you a longer response time to pivot if you find that you need more business help or you need more personal help or you maybe want to drop one of your services that it's not even that profitable. Number eight, is it okay to work a little on maternity leave or is that considered a a business or a mom fail? Because like maternity leave means... You're not working, so you can focus on yourself and your baby, right? So then if you work during that time, it's like, well, does that just negate the whole point? Should you have never even bothered planning maternity leave? I've referenced my thoughts on this throughout, but it's worth saying point blank. If you work a few hours a week by choice during your leave, you haven't failed. You can love your baby and your business at the same time, but in different ways. So if you are a designer, a stager, an organizer, a workroom owner who is planning for maternity leave, whether it's your first baby or your third baby, I do have some very specific tips for you based on your industry. My agency has had the pleasure of working with mamas-to-be who want help creating their marketing content in advance, and here's how we've helped and continue to help anyone who wants to get ahead in their marketing. We will write email newsletters for you that have proven over and over to land great clients, which means you can come back from your break To a list of projects and clients ready and waiting for you. We help you with blog content so you don't have to think of topics or come up with photos or drum up exactly what to say. We can help you keep your SEO running high even if you're laying low. We also manage your Pinterest account, which drives more traffic to your blog posts, your portfolio, your lead magnet, contributes to your sales funnel, and you can look like you're working hard on your marketing when you're actually doing something else entirely. We can also revamp your website, turning it into a client machine that works as part of your sales funnel so that you can stop chasing down every lead, stop spinning your wheels, use a sales funnel that works well and is meant specifically for the home industry. So whether you're planning for maternity leave or you just want to get ahead on all things marketing, we'd love to help you develop a plan and get it all done. But guys, this is my plan for my maternity leave. Still going to be serving you guys. It's just going to look a little different for a short time. And you guys won't even know I'm gone. I know it because that's how it happened last time. I got zero complaints and I am so grateful for that. Uh, Everyone is just amazing, honestly. We work with amazing people. My team is wonderful. I'm excited. I'm excited to give my brain a break and then also be completely exhausted in other ways. And of course, this is not happening until June. But if you find yourself in June, like, hey, I need to talk to Kate or I need to work with a socialite agency, you should still contact us because we are still over here working hard for your benefit. All right, guys, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Keep your marketing simple, your message clear, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com, where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.